This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You are listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the December 21st, 2017 edition of On the Daily. I'm Heath Kruger. You can follow me on Twitter at HeathK. Joining me tonight, like he does every week, it's Nick Giffen. You can find him on Twitter at Rotodoc. Nick, we are getting down to the wire here. How did your last week in DFS go? And uh, yeah, how are you looking forward to this week? I, it, it's a week that, in my research, I think I'm liking quite a bit. Yeah, I love I love this week. Um, I've been making lineups early. Uh, I got a seat in the $1,500 GPP there for the, the $1 million prize, first prize on DraftKings. So we'll see. Last year I had five bullets into it and almost won the damn thing. Uh, it may, I definitely would have had a chance to win it all. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Off Chandler Cadden. Zero had missed that last field goal, and uh, the Seattle Arizona game had gone in overtime, but he made it. So, um, you know, I finished, I think it was like 10th or 12th or something like that for a nice chunk of change, but I want to win it this year. So I'm concentrating on that uh, GPP and making that lineup there this week. So I'm pretty excited for this week. Last week wasn't so great in general. Um, Started off really poor in the early slate, and uh, the afternoon slate helped a little bit, but uh, it only clawed me back up to a mediocre loss instead of a large loss. Yeah, yeah. Last week was weird. Um, I, I, I actually had a plus week. Um, wasn't a super plus week, but I guess one, it wasn't a loss. So uh, it wasn't that I didn't. I don't think I really had a good grasp on. But you know, we're looking forward, and I think this week is one that I think. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I should ask you. Do you feel this is a week that you kind of have like a good grasp on things? Given there's just a lot of games that are uh, going to be interesting. A lot of a lot of um, plays to go around. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there's a lot of plays in basically every position. Um, yeah, so it's it's going to be a fun week. But um, I have some ideas. I have some interesting contrarian plays. I think this week, and uh, I'm excited for week 16. Very cool. Let's well, let's get into everything. But before we do, we want to remind everyone out there: you can get a listeners only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass through the NFL podcast homepage rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our premium NFL content, and it also supports the pod. All right, let's begin the seg- or the show excuse me, with the cash game plays of the week. And we're going to begin 
with the running back position. The theme I have noticed thus far, Nick, is there are some big name running backs in some really nice spots. Um, you know, one I think put up a, a whole lot of points last week is going to be in another real nice spot this time with a much heftier price tag. Um, we got some some Patriots running backs, some some new and some old faces. I think we're going to be considering, and really just a lot of plays to consider. Um, so yeah, who are you looking to uh, at running back in cash this week? Yeah, so in cash games, um, I'm definitely starting the top of my lineup there with Ezekiel Elliott. He returns from his six game suspension. Uh, he's only eight thousand dollars. He's been priced. You know, higher at times, so it's it's on the lower end of his price range over his you know game log history here. Um, so yeah, I think it's a it's a good price for him, and the matchup is just fine. I mean, we saw what Todd Gurley did to Seattle this past week; he just destroyed them. So the matchup doesn't concern me too much, and this is a huge game for for Dallas as well as for Seattle. So uh, I think um, you know I think it'll, it'll be all guns a blazing for Ezekiel Elliott. So I'm definitely putting him in putting him in my cash game lineups. Um, there's a couple other plays I really like. I love Alvin Kamara against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I think, you know, anytime you face Atlanta, you got to mention how their your running backs that face them catch a lot of passes. And we know Alvin Kamara can catch a lot of passes. So I think he has a very high floor this weekend just from the matchup perspective. Atlanta also not one of the best teams on the ground uh, versus the running back. So I think He's a guy I definitely want to try to get in my cash game lineups. I think I might even have him in my my tournament lineup. We'll see. But uh, I definitely like Ingram or Kamara and Ingram, but it's, I'm leaning towards Kamara because of the passing work. Uh, like I said, I like Ezekiel Elliott. If Leonard Fournette is good to go, I certainly think you can roll with him in cash games. Um, we might not expect... You know, a huge amount of volume. Uh, he just because of those injuries, he's been he's been racking up so far this year. We, we mentioned last week he had a, picked up a new one, a quad injury. That in addition to some uh, ankle injuries and, and things that he's had earlier this year, a foot injury. So seems like he's having some leg problems. But I think uh, he'll you know he should be good for at least fifteen, maybe even twenty carries against the lowly San Francisco 49ers, uh, who are just putrid against the run so uh, I'm looking to play some expensive guys in cash games this week I think if you want to pay down it's definitely possible to pay down um, I think you know you want to go a little cheaper maybe go with Christian McCaffrey it's $6,400 right there we saw his volume tick back up this past week and I think that's how the Panthers want to use him get him more targets get him more uh, rush attempts early and he had a nice game 25 points last week the Tampa Bay matchup not too difficult um, you can definitely throw on Tampa Bay, so uh, maybe the the upside isn't as much there for McCaffrey, but I think that there's still a pretty high floor there. Uh, and finally, um, you know, we'll have to see how the situation in Washington plays out, but uh, if Samaji Pirine doesn't end up going, then, you know, Washington will have to use somebody at running back, and it seems like it could be Capri Bibbs, who's only $3,500, in a bit of a revenge game against his... Uh, former team there in Denver. So I think, um, you know, we, we want to see on that P Ryan news, but bibs for 3,500 could be kind of interesting if P Ryan's out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Some names just to bring up is I, I, I was not expecting you to, or I, I should say I was expecting you to throw them out there. Um, I'm assuming Ezekiel Elliott at the 8,000 mark. Um, okay. A pretty decent matchup with how, uh, banged up the Seattle defense really is at this point. Um, do you prefer him over both Kareem Hunt 
at 8,400 on DraftKings, taking on Miami. And Todd Gurley at 9,100, taking on the Tennessee Titans. I definitely prefer him over Gurley. I think that $1,100 price difference will help out in cash games. I want to get some value there. And Gurley is just priced insanely high. I don't think the Tennessee matchup is as good as the Seattle matchup. Um, but, uh, you know, for, for Gurley there and then for Elliott, like I said, the Seattle matchup is actually pretty good there. So, um, I much prefer Ezekiel Elliott to Todd Gurley, and uh, I think versus Kareem Hunt, I definitely prefer Elliott as well. $400 savings, um, I think they probably have similar uh, median outlooks. I think Hunt might have more upside because he tends to get a little bit more work in the passing game, um, but I think the matchup is you know, kind of a wash there if you look at Seattle versus Miami, um, pretty much a wash there. So I, I think I prefer Ezekiel Elliott to both of those guys that are more expensive than him, but I think it's closer with Hunt. Um, and it's for me, it's not in cash. It's not really close with Gurley. I like Gurley better as a GPP play. Great stuff, Nick. And then, then one more to cover, as I, I think we should. Uh, the Patriots take it on the Buffalo Bills this week. The Patriots are at home. Um, I believe they are. Uh, let's see. They are the top scoring or top projected scoring team on the slate by Vegas. Uh, Rex Burkhead is out this week which could funnel things down to Deion Lewis and a guy I'm really considering just because of the value you could possibly save with him and James White at 4,100 on DraftKings. Now, these are two guys taking on a, in on a really nice matchup here, but there have been rumblings of Mike Gillisley coming back into the active roster, um, possibly kind of maybe stealing some touches from those two. Have you considered either of those guys? And if you and if you have, um, is either one really kind of you like more in particular? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you can consider those guys. And uh, I, I don't know. It's tough because we don't know really what Belichick will do. Will he use Gillisley at the goal line and pound it in there? Because then Gillisley kind of becomes an interesting GPP play. Will Lewis pick up more carries? Will James White get more passing game involvement? It's really hard to say what's going to happen. Um, and we have kind of just a small sample size of them without Burkhead recently. So uh, we, we know earlier in the year, Burkhead was uh, maybe a little less involved when Gillisley was more involved. Uh, and Burkhead also had some injury issues himself. But um, so it's tough to say. I think 6000 is kind of a steep price tag for Deion Lewis, given uh, we don't know what is going to happen with the Patriots here, whether Gillisley will get the goal line work, uh, whether Lewis, Lewis will pick up more carries. Uh, but the matchup is certainly very good, and I know Bel- Belichick will find ways to exploit that matchup. So I'm sure one of these running backs will be good. I just I don't know which one, and uh, I think that makes them more GPP plays than cash game plays for me. Fair enough, fair enough. Great insight, Nick. Let's move on to the next position, the wide receiver position. Uh, this seems to be a um, at least a spot this week to where I think we're going to be looking for more of the value plays as we're going to be allocating a lot more of our salary dollars to those big dollar running backs who are going to be in some nice spots this week. Uh, so, yeah, who are you thinking of putting in your cash game lineups this week at wide receiver? Um, and any big names or are you really kind of sticking to that medium and uh, low value type type players? Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> – I really want to, early on, I wanted to uh, start with almost my first play here in cash games is see if I can build around Kendall Wright. I know that sounds dumb, uh, $3,800, like building around a guy, but it's such a nice amount of value there. Um, you know, finding a wide receiver for $3,800 that you can plug into a cash game lineup that it allows you to get in these guys like Fournette or Kamara or Zeke or, or whoever you want for cash games. So uh, the great thing about Kendall Wright, and I, I tweeted about him a little bit on Twitter this week, uh, 24 targets over his past two games, a 0.71 
weighted opportunity rating, um, which is is huge, absolutely huge over his last two games. And uh, now he gets a very nice matchup against Cleveland, who struggles against short passes. And we know Kendall Wright depth of target is pretty low there. So uh, he you know, Cleveland struggles in the area where he excels. So uh, it's a great matchup. A lot of recent volume. If Adam Shaheen is is out for the Bears. Uh, sorry for the uh, yeah for the Bears. Then I think I like Wright even more. Uh, that said, I still like him a lot anyway. Uh, I think I don't know if we can expect you know twelve average twelve targets to continue, but I think seven eight is reasonable for a guy who's thirty eight hundred dollars. I really like that in a good matchup. Um, it gives you a nice floor even even at a cheap price. So um, Kendall Wright is where I'm starting my kind of my cash game construction with. Uh, for the wide receiver position. What that does, of course, it allows you to spend up. Um, at running back, as I talked about, you could also spend up at wide receiver. Um, Keenan Allen is a very nice play. He has a good matchup against the Jets where um, you know, teams all year have thrown on the Jets, uh, a lot of touchdowns, and sounds like he's okay. He's healthy, perfectly fine. He's not listed on the injury report, so I think it was precautionary with his back this past week, uh, and he seems to be good to go. We know the kind of volume he gets there, so I like Keenan Allen in cash games. Uh, another name I like in cash games is Jarvis Landry, $6,300. Um, the guy has the third most targets this year. Uh, I don't see how you can, and I just, again, tweeted about him on Twitter earlier this week. He is currently the wide receiver, no, the flex number 12 overall in PPR this year. So if you take all the running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, and you look at their PPR points to date this season, Jarvis Landry is number 12 among all of them. $6,300. We know the volume he gets. Uh, the matchup versus Kansas City. Pretty good. I wouldn't say great, but pretty good. But I just like the $6,300 price point. The guy is just a consistent scoring machine. He's put up uh, over 15 fantasy points in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six of his last seven games. So uh, you, you got to like that for for uh, for Jarvis Landry there. So, um, you know, Landry, I think is great. Um, you can pay up for a couple other guys. Michael Thomas has a nice matchup. It just depends on what you want to do with those Saints players. You want to go both Kamara and Michael Thomas. Um, I tend to prefer the running backs there. Devin Funchess, a great matchup against Tampa Bay. He's uh, been a little quieter lately than he was earlier in the year. You know, he only had those uh, few points against Green Bay, the, the four targets and one reception. Not a great day for him, but uh, still a model of consistency in general, and a matchup versus Tampa Bay couldn't be any better. So a lot of names you could throw out in cash games. Uh, another guy I'm gravitating towards who I think might be more of a GPP play is Doug Baldwin. I think there might be a little bit of a lower floor there, but I like his ceiling. But I would consider him in cash games as well. Um, also the same price point as Jarvis Landry. But I think between the two, probably go Jarvis Landry just because of the volume, uh, just the massive amount of volume he gets. Those are some great names, Nick. I, I, I agree with you on pretty much a majority of them. I, I really, I'm, a, I'm with you on Kendall Wright. He's probably going to be the guy that I'm utilizing in a lot of places. Cash, probably even GPP as well. Just the potential value you can get out of him um, and the volume he's probably going to see against a weak Bengals secondary should be very nice. Uh, a couple names just to really throw your way, just to kind of get your thoughts on them. Um, Jaguars passing game going up against the San Francisco 49ers seems to be one um, that you could really take advantage of. Blake Bortles has been playing pretty darn well, um, and there's going to be, in all likelihood, no Marquise Lee again this week. Uh, D.D. Westbrook is probably a little too expensive relative to what he can offer at 6100 but uh, Keelan Cole at 4700 with the potential value there um, and really just kind of it gives you an ability to really just kind of uh, put a guy into where if he scores 10 or 12 points, he's not really going to kill you at such a, a nice value. Uh, what do you think of Keelan Cole? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't mind it. Um, he seems you know, like a player that could be a bit boomer bust at times just because the volume hasn't been incredibly consistent. And I know, of course, Marquise Lee is out and not allowed to, you know, allowed him to get nine targets this most recent game against Houston and just absolutely go off. Uh, and he has had games earlier this year, six, seven, eight, five targets. But there's been some threes in there, uh, even in recent games, the game against the Seahawks, game against the Colts. Um, so, you know, it's it's definitely a, a situation where I don't mind him, but I think I'm probably not going to end up on him in cash. Um, I certainly would have some exposure to him in GPP and, and D.D. Westbrook, of course, just given the fact that the concentration of targets will probably go more towards, towards those two guys with Marquise Lee out. But when Leonard Fournette is in, um, you know, Blake Bortles just doesn't throw for as many touchdowns uh, and you know Fournette gets more of those touchdowns. So I think it reduces their touchdown equity a little bit and, um, you know, maybe makes them a little bit less of a safe play than we might think. Great point. Great point. And then this. Two more names to throw at you. Really just big names that have kind of uh, come down due to recent performances, and they look like they could be just in some real nice value spots. Uh, A.J. Green taking on the Detroit Lions. I know he's going to have a tough matchup with Slay in all likelihood, shadowing him. And Mike Evans against the Carolina Panthers with Deshaun Jackson possibly being out. Do you think either of those guys are possibly names you could justify putting into cash lineups or – even, you know, while they are good values, really kind of more for GPPs this weekend. Yeah, if if Deshaun Jackson's out, um, I don't mind Mike Evans in cash. I know he's going to get a lot of volume. Uh, just he gets a lot anyway, but um, it hasn't been as high as it was maybe earlier in this year. He was getting 12, 10, 11, 12. You know, recent weeks are only 8, 5, and 6. But if Deshaun Jackson's out, I expect that to creep back up into the 10 to 12 range. And that would make him a really nice value at 6,400. The matchup doesn't scare me there. So I would definitely consider Evans. Uh, I'm probably not going to be on AJ Green in cash. I like him more in GPP. I, I think they'll find ways to get him open, of course, and um, not necessarily always have to face Slay. But I do think the majority of snaps will come against Slay, uh, reducing just his overall upside. And I think you don't have to go AJ Green in cash because of the more expensive options we have at the running back position this week. Great stuff, Nick. All right, let's move on to the next position, the quarterback position. Finding myself liking a lot of guys this week. Um, There's some guys at big-name matchups that we may not traditionally consider for cash, but really, you know, the the spot's just kind of undeniable. Some really solid plays um, and really some some high-ceiling plays. I'm even kind of finding myself considering just because of the potential value they present. So, so yeah, who are some quarterbacks you're considering for cash this week? Yeah, I, uh, I think there are a lot of plays, and I think most of them come in the expensive side of things. Uh, you know, over six thousand dollars. I do like, as I said, normally we've talked about all year. I like trying to pay down when possible um, at, at quarterback and cash games, um, but I think this might be a week where I'm paying up just because there's so many great matchups. Uh, Russell, right there at the top, Russell Wilson, seven thousand dollars. The guy has just outside of this most recent game has just been insanely insanely good uh 24.8 24.1 24.6 32.9 uh points in those four games prior to his stinker there versus the los angeles rams which definitely caught me a little off guard but i think it was an uncharacteristic game for him it was his first game under 50 percent completion rate in forever uh so I think it was kind of just a fluke game. I wouldn't think that's a predictor of his performance going forward. We always know he has uh, a lot of value with his legs, so I like him in cash games. Um, I really like 
Philip Rivers in cash, $6,400 going up against the New York Jets. I talked about how the Jets just allow a ton of touchdowns through the air. Uh, very positive matchup, and the Chargers are still in it, technically, uh, in the playoff race. They have to win out and have some other things happen, but until that happens, I'm sure they're going to be you know, pushing as hard as they can to uh, you know win the game, and I know Philip Rivers will be throwing. Um, I expect some passing touchdowns for Philip Rivers for sure. And, um, yeah, I think, I think you know, he had another kind of like Russell Wilson. He's kind of coming off a stinker of a game as well. So I don't, I don't think it'll keep people's ownership percentages really depressed on these guys and GPPs or anything, but, uh, it may have brought their price tags down a little more than if they had big games last week. So that, that helps with both Russell Wilson and with Phillip Rivers. And then, of course, I think you have to talk about Cam Newton and cash. $6,800. Insanely good matchup against Tampa Bay. Um, I just, I'm the only, Hesitation here would be if they get out kind of uh, to a big lead and then they just run the ball a lot. But to get out to that big lead, you're probably going to do a lot of it through Cam anyway. Um, 31 and a half DraftKings points last week. He was my you know, cash game quarterback last week as well that we talked about and he just crushed it. So, uh, I think another great matchup here and Cam Newton would be the other guy I'm considering cash. So those are really the three names I would consider in cash. Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and Phillip Rivers. Sounds like you might have another name or two. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I definitely like Rivers, Wilson, Newton. I, I like all of them, but but even two more I'm considering. I'm I'm still kind of really trying to figure out who I'm going to go with. Uh, Drew Brees, sixty five hundred, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Now I know he's a name that we have not been able to rely upon just because uh, the opportunity just has not been there. And with these two running backs, these two um, now declare Pro Bowl running backs uh, being so good at. Uh, grabbing those touchdowns from him, we haven't been able to rely on him. But, you know, with Atlanta being so good at defending against uh, the run, do you think that could possibly open up, um, you know, the the opportunities for Drew Brees in this matchup? We expect to score a lot of points, highest game total of the week at 52. And then uh, one more name quickly for you, Matthew Stafford taking on the Cincinnati Bengals with them really looking to, I think, rely on Theo Riddick a lot more. I just see him being essentially the the central part of the game plan while you get a little bit of savings there. What do you think about those two guys? Yeah, I I really like Stafford and GPPs. Um, I'm a little hesitant in cash games, um, especially when you can just pay up two extra hundred dollars and get Phillip Rivers in that touchdown matchup versus the Jets. Um, but I'm 100% with you. I think Stafford could be a big part of this game plan. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I think I prefer the matchup there a little bit more for, for a guy like Phillip Rivers. And we have seen Stafford be a bit inconsistent recently, um, even maybe kind of mediocre in terms of fantasy production. 17.4, 20.2, 13.9, 16 and 19.3 over his last five games. This isn't really what you want from your cash game quarterback who's $6,200, but I do think, like you said, in, in GPPs this or in this week, there could be a spot that they need to use him. The matchup isn't terrible, and uh, I think in GPPs he's a great play. Great stuff. And then Drew Brees, just kind of a, a name you're just not really considering. Yeah, I'm not really considering him. Um, I think uh, I think he again another guy who could be a good GPP play, but the volume, like you mentioned, has been down for him this year. Uh, he's kind of you know, priced now, like it should be, I guess, sixty five hundred dollars. So it's a fair price. Um, but, uh, it's the second game in the division versus Atlanta. They just faced him a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think I like the ground game more here for New Orleans. I know they'll, they'll pass and they have a high team total, but, uh, most of their touchdowns tend to come through either Ingram or Kamara, whether it's through the air or on the ground, but plenty of them do come on the ground. So, uh, I think I want Phillip Rivers more where, uh, I, th- I expect more touchdowns through the air. Great stuff, Nick. All right. 
Let's move on to the last position, the tight end position. Uh, you know, we've had some some really down weeks in terms of, um, you know, just potential really for tight ends and fantasy. Um, I'm kind of leaning that way, at least in terms of cash games. I think I'm probably going to be punting at the position um, with some guys who, you know, really just kind of hoping to, to snag a touchdown out of them. But, uh, but yeah, maybe you see something that I don't. Who are some tight ends you're considering for cash this week? Yeah, I'm. I love both Gronk and Kelsey in cash this week. Um, I, I, I think, I think they're both just, just the best tight ends. Obviously, they are, but like they're just so good. They're so consistent. Um, Kelsey has a very fine matchup against Miami. I love the matchup there. Uh, just the amount of consistency he brings to the table and the amount of upside he has in terms of getting a hundred yard games or touchdowns. Uh, puts him in play for me in cash as you know you could say the same thing with Gronk as well I mean this guy is just like now kind of the focal point of their offense um, you know Burkhead being out doesn't certainly doesn't hurt in terms of uh, some added volume there Gronk had his highest number of targets this past week against Pittsburgh and that was after you know Burkhead had gone down so um, and Hogan was out last week I, I need to check Hogan's status here but it doesn't look like he's uh, necessarily suited up to play again this weekend so I think Gronk could be in line again for some some large volume. So I like both of those guys, but I think the the optimal play of these two might just be to play them in GPPs instead of cash and then figure out some pay down spots in cash as well. Um, we saw Greg Olson bounce back very nicely against uh, Green Bay this past week. I said play him in some GPPs and uh, he's definitely paid off if you played him in GPPs. Um, you know, very... Very solid play. I think he will be just fine in cash games as well. Uh, $5,200. He probably should be priced more like Zach Ertz is, you know, in the upper fives, lower sixes type range. So I think it's still a good price tag for him there. Um, finally, I guess, you know, if if I'm looking around and uh, just trying to find something, maybe Eric Ebron. But I kind of, again, like him more as a GPP play, especially if you want to stack him with Stafford there. Um, getting a lot more volume recently, 18 targets over his past two games. And, uh, the matchup versus Cincinnati is pretty good for the tight end position. So, um, definitely don't mind that as well if you want to pay down at the tight end position in cash games. But yeah, I think I'm probably going with one of the more expensive options, whether it's Gronk Kelsey or Greg Olson. That is a direction I was not expecting to tell you, to tell you the truth. I hadn't even been looking their direction, but you know, that makes a lot of sense, especially Excuse me, the, the Gronk versus Buffalo. I, I think that's a, that's a great call. Kelsey was uh, ill this week, but I believe he should be good to go by by the time Sunday rolls around in a nice matchup against the Dolphins. That is that's something I'm going to have to definitely retinker around with my cash game lineups. Enjoy that one name, but it's one name that I was considering. Uh, I guess I'll throw this out there just to get your thoughts. Um, not a matchup I think is going to be a high scoring one, but Vernon Davis. For 3,400, taking on the Denver Broncos. Now, Davis has not been getting a lot of targets, um, but this is a nice matchup against the Denver Broncos, one where I think the Redskins are able to really uh, take this one home. And I think a matchup to where he could flourish, and you don't have to spend up 3,400 on DraftKings. What do you think about him as a potential just kind of punt play in cash? Yeah, I don't mind Vernon Davis. I actually started out my original roster this week with Vernon Davis. Um, and then I kind of just moved away from him more because it was a GPP lineup in, in, than anything. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like great about him. But I also don't feel terrible about him in this situation. Uh, the issue here is just volume. I mean, four targets, seven targets, two, two, one. And I think, um, sorry, two and then one. Uh, and so I think uh, a lot of that is 
going to, you know, for me, the concerns are just volume. It's inconsistent. It was a lot more consistent earlier in the year, uh, a lot less consistent now. So for cash games, it's kind of a dart throw, but you know, if you're paying down at the tight end position, almost everything is. So I certainly don't mind Vernon Davis in cash games. Don't mind him in GPPs. Um, like I said, I started my original build with him. So I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm in the same direction. It just doesn't like, it doesn't feel that great to play him in cash games, knowing his past few games are four, seven, two and one targets. Yeah, that that was my trouble. And the, just the one other name, and I, I pretty much had to hold my nose just even kind of thinking about putting it in my lineup. But Antonio Gates uh, with no Hunter Henry, the Stone Men, 2,500 on DraftKings. Um, would you even consider it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would consider it. Um, I like it more as a GPP play again. But uh, for $2,500, I guess it's not that terrible. And given the fact that, um, you know, the Chargers should have a lot of touchdowns through the air against the Jets. We saw Gates get one last week. Um, I don't hate it. It's a punt. It's a total punt. And it allows you to fit in some expensive guys. But I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't go to Gates just to, you know, put in some expensive guys in your roster. Um, I think I would just try to, you know, make your best roster construction and, wherever your tight end position ends up, whether it's a total punt, a cheaper guy like Davis, um, maybe a mid-expensive guy like Greg Olson, or, or you have a lot of room to pay up at tight end. Um, I think there's options all around. So tight end is probably the position I'm feeling last this week in my cash games. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who are considering Gates, I don't think he scored double-digit points once this year. So it's going to be touchdown or butts for him completely. So... All right, let's move on to the next segment of the show. But before we do, we have a message from our friends over at SeatGeek. Everybody, buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing, but there's an easier way to buy. SeatGeek. SeatGeek's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets of every type of live event. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning that night out, or need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for that great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way i found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I actually just used SeatGeek this week to pick up a pair of tickets to a Dave Chappelle show for New Year's. For all of you, for all of you in the L.A. area, be sure to check that one out Three nights, he will be there. And SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. It saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And you get the most bang for your buck. SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase, it's fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. You just got to download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code RVRADIO today. That's promo code RVRADIO for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, let's get into the next segment. Nick, the contrarian corner. Some of your top contrarian plays at any position, whether you're looking to leverage off of, you know, everyone going to perhaps the New Orleans Saints running game or they're going to go for the passing game and you think a particular running back has a nice matchup. Anywhere you're really just looking to leverage and, you know, pretty much 
you know, push yourself up those tournament leaderboards this weekend at a low ownership percentage. Who are some guys that you're considering for your tourney lineups this weekend for that uh, that added bit of leverage, Nick? Yeah, um, I love tournaments this week. I think it's going to be such a fun week for tournaments. Um, we we talked right off the bat about um, you know Matt Stafford. I think he'll be pretty contrarian given all of the. The other quarterback plays we've talked about, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Phillip Rivers. Um, I think people will be on Bortles just because they see the green number there versus San Francisco. I think that's a mistake if, if Fournette's in. Uh, Breeze. Um, I think uh, you know, certainly people always have exposure to Tom Brady. So there's going to be a lot of ownership percentage concentrated up in that more expensive level which should free up some ownership percentage uh, you know, for Matt Stafford. A lot of it, it he'll, his will be pretty depressed, but I think you're right. I think there could be a chance that uh, they throw a lot versus Cincinnati. Um, and I, yeah, I like Matthew Stafford in GPPs. If you're going to do that, of course, you can pair him up with a bunch of guys. But Marvin Jones, I think in the revenge game narrative here against Cincinnati is kind of interesting. Um, so I like that play. But uh, another quarterback I'm looking at, and this one's going to be kind of really off the wall here, uh, is Mitchell Trubisky. So uh, he, right now, Trubisky has thrown 30 or more pass attempts in six of his past seven games. So the volume is there for Mitchell Trubisky. They've kind of taken the reins off him. I know in his first three games, he had 25, 16, and seven pass attempts. Uh, but after that, six of his next seven games, at least 30 pass attempts, um, including 46 last week against Detroit. Obviously, I'd like to see the interception numbers come down, but he is facing Cleveland, and Cleveland does kind of suck right now. Um, they're allowing the sixth most DraftKings points to the quarterback position. Uh, you know, I think they allow the, well, Cleveland allows the third most total points on defense. Um, so they're giving up about 24 points per game. So maybe Mitchell Trubisky can find a multi-touchdown game in there and uh, get you close to 300 yards. That would be kind of a ceiling, but that would give you over 20, 22 fantasy points. And for a guy who's $4,700, well worth it. And it's a great way to stack with the chalky Kendall Wright. Um, you know, I think uh, it's it's if you if you like Kendall Wright, you probably want to get his quarterback in there at least in one of your lineups if you're going to play multiple lineups. Um, so that would be an interesting way to stack with Kendall Wright while being contrarian on the chalky Kendall Wright. Uh, also, if Shaheen does play, I like him a lot. Uh, I just don't think he'll end up playing. He hasn't done a full practice this week. He didn't do a full practice last week, which allowed him to, uh, which made made him end up sitting uh, last week. So his first missed game of his career probably going to see that same thing happen again this week with Shaheen but if he was in somehow and able to go full go really like him as a contrarian play as well if you want to game stack it up run it back with Josh Gordon I think uh, $6,300 same price point there as Jarvis Landry Um, but uh, I think Josh Gordon's upside we all know what that is the bat the matchup versus Chicago while it's not great um, you know I matchups tend to not really scare me too much with Josh Gordon he's so damn good that uh, I'm a little less concerned about matchups with him and uh, you know I think he can still take advantage of some of these Chicago defensive backs Kyle Fuller especially has been um, not as good so I think he can whenever he gets lined up against Fuller he'll he'll have a matchup he can take advantage of so yeah I mean kind of an odd game stack but you could do something like Trubisky Kendall Wright, 
Um, and then uh, Josh Gordon and have a kind of contrarian lineup, um, even though you have kind of the chalky Kendall right there. So really one interesting way to be contrarian. Um, a couple other plays I like. I like, as I mentioned earlier, I like Doug Baldwin. I think his upside is is pretty good. Um, we're going to have to wait and see in terms of news on uh, whether uh, Skandrick will play, but I don't think he is. So that really helps Doug Baldwin there with a nice slot matchup. Um, but if you want to leverage off of Baldwin, I think Paul Richardson is pretty interesting. Thing. Um, you know, his his upside, we've seen it before this year, over 20-point upside. And uh, I think it's just a situation where Seattle needs to win and then both these teams are going to be playing hard. And I kind of just like this passing game in general. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a bounce-back game. He'll find the end zone a couple times through the air. Could be Jimmy Graham, could be Doug Baldwin. But uh, I think Paul Richardson has some nice... Uh, Value. I mean, he's he's averaging 10.7 fantasy points per game right now. Um, DraftKings points per game. He's only priced down at 4,300. So kind of like that as well. Um, playing either Doug Baldwin or Paul Richardson. Heck, if you want to stack them both up with Russell Wilson, don't mind that as well. On the running back side, um, like I said, I really like Fournette. I think he might be a little uh, underowned because of of you know his injury problems. People will be on um, Blake Bortles in the passing game. I think that's kind of a mistake. So my contrarian play there is don't play the Jacksonville passing game. Um, or at least, you know, if you are, just maybe play one wide receiver, either Keelan Cole or Didi Westbrook. Um, but I think kind of for me, like going with Leonard Fournette, I know he's not um, super contrarian, I guess, but he's going to be lower owned, I think, than guys like Ezekiel Elliott, um, possibly even Todd Gurley. I think he'll be lower owned than, um, you know, Kamara and or possibly Mark Ingram. So um, I, I wouldn't say super contrarian, but I definitely like the play there in Leonard Fournette. Uh, I mentioned in the cash game section. I just think if he's go... He's he's going to be good because San Francisco is is not good. So, um, yeah, I'm curious what other uh, contrarian plays you have there, Heath. You hit on a couple of my favorites. I, I I'm right there with you with Matt Stafford and the Lions passing game and the and the Chicago Bears one. That's one I think is going to be super interesting. Going with Trubisky as his pass attempts have been ramping up slowly. We now have a I should say. Uh, somewhat consistent passing target and Kendall Wright. We could stack them with, and maybe even a little Tariq Cohen in there uh, might not uh, prove to be a bad GPP play either. Um, just a couple more. I figured just kind of toss them out there. Um, the uh, Los Angeles Rams take it on the Tennessee Titans and not going with Gurley, but looking more at Goff in this passing game, particularly with Robert Woods, uh, fourth highest team total of the week against a, a Tennessee secondary that has proven to be quite lowly at various times this year. I think they could put up a, just a ton of points on this Tennessee Titans secondary, um, and I think there's going to be a lot of uh, ownership invested in Gurley. So if this game happens to go the opposite way, you could get some great leverage there. And then one more, the Kansas City Chiefs passing game was one that really interested me. You brought up Travis Kelsey. Um, we could also uh, think about Tyreek Hill and then Alex Smith as well. Those are two quarterbacks in Goff and Smith that I think with them being priced up this week, I think it's going to be very easy to overlook them as there are arguably superior options, um, you know, in Cam Newton, Russell Wilson at 7K, Phillip Rivers 6,400, that if they just happen to go off in these spots, um, they could prove to do so at a lower ownership. And I think that's a great way that you could really 
get get a nice a nice play, nice GPP stack, and possibly at a pretty decent uh, decently low ownership percentage. Yeah, I like I like those calls a lot. Um, very interesting week in GPPs, and I'm I'm excited. Um, I, I do like the Tyreek uh, Tyreek Hill play as well very much. So I think that's a great call. Cool, cool. All right, let's move on to the next segment of the show, Nick. But before we do. We have a message from our friends over at Draft. Fantasy football fans, listen up. There's no better time than now than to try out the new app Draft. It's one-week fantasy football with no management. Just set it and forget it. When you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. They'll even take care of those last-minute injuries for you. Draft start every couple minutes. You can hop into one right now and play for cold, hard cash at any price level. They go as low as $1, so there's no reason not to try it out. No salary caps. Play in a real-life snake draft, just like you do with your friends in your season-long leagues. Come and join us on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or check them out on PlayDraft.com, whichever you prefer. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. You just got to use our promo code RV Radio. That's right. Play a real money game for free just for using our promo code RV Radio on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com and come play with us for free with promo code RV Radio. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Now available at Dundrum Town Center. So you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum, where more happens. All right, Nick, last week that was a crazy one. Um, man, really two, I think two of our highest scoring weeks of the season. Um, but yeah, while I had Gurley and Ingram in my lineup just absolutely go off, you snuck out the week with a, a combination of Mike Thomas, Le'Veon Bell, Gronk being a fantastic call, Tom Brady, and in particular, Devonta Freeman. What a play. What a play. So, wow, what a week. <laughs> what a That's week. That's crazy, man. We had, we had some good picks there. Yeah, yes, we did. This we're getting real close here. Record goes to eight and seven. I am one game ahead. Mm-hmm. You're one game behind. We're going to keep this to me and you again. Remember here, Anthony Miko, that guy. I don't know, man. I don't know what's up with him making me go zero and two in those weeks. <laughs> we're we're not going to discuss that any further. We're not going to discuss that eight and seven on the season, Nick. And let's get this going. I am going to pick first this week. So first up. Um, I think I'm going to start with the one of the big name running backs here, and I'm going to go with a name that you didn't like for cash, but I think I like for tournaments here. I'm going to go with Todd Gurley. Yep, I like Todd Gurley a lot. Um, have no problem with that pick whatsoever. I guess it's my turn. I am going to scoop up Keenan Allen. Uh, I think that game versus the Jets will be very good for him. And then I'm going to go over to the quarterback position, and I'm going to pick none other than Russell Wilson. All right, Keenan Allen and Russell Wilson. All right, so I'm going to go with a guy you played last week. I'm going to go with Rob Gronkowski, and then I'm going to go with my – I'm going to go with the second running back here, and I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. Very good. I'm going to uh, switch over to my other um, 
wide receiver pick there, I should say. And uh, I'm going to, man, this is tough. I guess I'm going to, you know, shake my head and uh, pick Julio Jones in this high, high total matchup here. Um, I think Julio Jones will have a good game. So I've got Keenan Allen, Julio Jones at the wide receiver position. I've got, uh, what did we say, Russell Wilson. So I need a running back, and I think I'm going to take Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, nice pick there, nice pick. All right, so I have my last two picks to go. So I'm going to go with a quarterback. I'm going to go with, we're going all ceiling here. We're going to go Cam Newton, and I need my last pass catcher here. Who do we go with? (laughs) I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. Interesting. This could be, uh, depending on how the touchdowns shake out in New Orleans, that could decide our week there. If they go to yeah. Kamara, maybe I win. If they go to Mike uh, Thomas, maybe you win. If they go to Ingram, who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess I have one pick left here. Yeah. All righty. Um, I'm going to take Leonard Fournette. I've been on this guy. Yep. Really hope he doesn't sit out with an injury, but uh, Leonard Fournette <laughs> versus San Francisco. All right. That's that it is locked for the week, everybody. Um, and like, yeah, let's see how this how this season turns out. All right, let's move on to the next segment of the show, Nick. The defensive segment of the week. Um, yeah, really just kind of cash, GPPs. Who are some defenses that you're looking for this week that you just really particularly like? And uh, yeah, neither cash or GPPs. Um, well, I think you have to start with Jacksonville at $3,900 right at the top there. That's a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best defense in the league um, facing San Francisco. Now, I do think their upside is reduced a little bit given it's Garoppolo and not uh, any anybody else playing quarterback. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think I like the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, defense pretty much any week. Um, I, I did say avoid them last week for the most part because they were $4,500 and uh, you know a 10-point game wouldn't be great from them. Well, they got... 10 points. So hopefully you didn't play too much of them last week. They were 14% owned. Um, like my, my favorite defense, I think in GPPs, well, there's a couple of them. Um, I think one will be pretty popular and that's Carolina, um, $3,100 versus Tampa Bay. Uh, I just, you know, they've Tampa Bay has struggled a lot this year, allows a lot of points to the position and Carolina has been very good. And I'm not sure why they're priced down a little bit this week, but I'll take it. Um, but if you want to pivot off of Carolina, a team that is $200 cheaper, Detroit, should be really low-owned, and they get to face the Cincinnati Bengals. I just think the way they match up is very good. They can neutralize A.J. Green possibly with Darius Slay, and that he's their really their biggest threat on offense. Um, you know, I think, uh, obviously, they've got some running backs and things like that, but I don't think their run game is stellar right there in Cincinnati right now with Mixon and Geo. Um, so I think they just match up very well. They can get to Andy Dalton, who's taken some sacks this year. And if they're up, if we like Stafford and they're up, then we also could like Detroit's defense um, because that would force Andy Dalton to throw a little more, take a couple extra sacks maybe a pick six, something like that. So I think Detroit is maybe my favorite uh, contrarian GPP play this week on the defensive side of the ball. I really like that one. I think that's going to be a, uh, a great pick there with Detroit at 2,900. It's going to allow you to really get some savings in as well. Um, a couple more to throw out there. I, I love Carolina and Jacksonville. Uh, Chicago is probably going to be the one I think I'm going to have the the highest volume in this week. They're a little priced up, 3,500, but they are ticking on the Cleveland Browns, they are at home. Um, I expect them to just really just kind of lay the hammer down here as Kaiser, it looks like his confidence is completely shot. He's just been making even more mistakes, and he has been 
um, at the beginning of the year. And I, I could I expect Chicago to really just kind of to really to really hit them hard there. And, and one more, um, I'm kind of finding myself liking um, the Denver Broncos. Well, I should say, excuse me, I want the Washington Redskins defense as the Denver Broncos are going to be starting either Brock Osweiler or Paxton Lynch. I don't care whichever one it is. Both are going to be in positions to where you know they're they are ripe for turnovers. Washington Redskins defense has been a little banged up, of course. I do understand that, but um, you know this is just kind of a, a, a spot where it's ripe for um, potentially defensive touchdowns um, and to take a shot at them while they are priced up a little bit higher, thirty four hundred on DraftKings. Um, I think it's a chance I'm willing to take, at least in some of my turning lineups. Yeah, definitely. I think um, both of those defenses are really good calls. Um, I like the Washington one versus, like you mentioned, either Paxton Lynch or Brock Osweiler. It doesn't matter. I would prefer it be Paxton Lynch. Um, I, then I would play the Redskins even more, um, just because I think Brock Osweiler, a little more experience, um, tends to make some safer throws uh, at times. But I think I'd prefer Paxton Lynch if I was going to play the Redskins defense. That said... They're, they're good, whether whichever quarterback it is. Um, but yeah, very, very cool week. And I, I like paying down for the Lions. It allows you to get so many, you know, big name players in there. Um, my current uh, $1,500 lineup there has the Detroit Lions as my defense. I might tinker around a little bit, but uh, yeah, right now my Detroit Lions are my GPP play of the week here on the defensive side of the ball. It might be one of my favorite plays among all positions. Uh, I, like I said, if they can neutralize A.J. Green, I, I don't think Cincinnati can do a whole lot. That should allow the Lions to get ahead. Andy Dalton will start forcing some things and uh, big big stuff for the Lions there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I really like that play a lot. Um, that's probably going to be why I'm going to throw in a lot of turning lineups this week just for the differentiation. So, uh, so yeah. All right, let's move on to our last segment of the show, Nick. The stacks and the correlations plays. We went over a little bit of this in the Couturing Corner, but uh, but yeah, just to really kind of wrap up everything, who are some some stacks, some guys you're considering stacking at quarterback, wide receiver, maybe some running back defense stacks? Who are some of those that you're um, looking to really stack up for tournaments this weekend? Yeah, well, we know we've got the uh, Chicago-Cleveland game stack for all the money there, so <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll skip past that one because we already talked about that, but um yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about Stafford. You can stack him with uh, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate. Uh, you can stack him with Ebron. Any of those plays are fine. I tend to prefer Marvin Jones a little bit um, for the revenge narrative. I, I kind of like the narrative uh, idea there. But uh, don't let it affect, affect your decision-making too much. But, um, you know, and other other names we could stack up. Um, I think uh, you mentioned earlier that you like Jared Goff. Uh, Robert Woods is back. He's sixty five hundred dollars right now. Tennessee is a great matchup. Uh, you know, we we've seen teams just destroy Tennessee all year in the past game, especially wide receivers. So um, Robert Woods has a very nice matchup. I like stacking that up as well. If you're going to play golf, um, you could also do Cooper Cup. I think is a very interesting leverage play. Tennessee does also kind of like Cleveland tend to give up uh, a lot more on shorter passes than deeper passes. So that could favor Cup if you want to actually pivot away from Robert Woods and go over toward Cooper Cup. Um, I like that as a pivot and stacking him up with Jared Goff or just playing him by himself. So maybe kind of more like a contrarian corner play, but um, I think both Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are fine. And we've seen, you know, what Goff has been able to do at times this year. He's basically fed the whole offense in some games. Uh, if you if you remember that game where Robert Woods went off and uh, 
Cooper Cup had a couple touchdowns. Sammy Watkins had a touchdown. I mean, it was just a crazy game, 51-17 versus the New York Giants. So not saying Goff is going to do that, but I definitely think there's upside there in that offense. Um, Correlation plays, obviously, if you like the Jags defense, Leonard Fournette, I love that correlation play. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think another one that is pretty good is... um, uh, what is it? Cam Newton with Devin Funches. We haven't really mentioned Funches, but uh, the Tampa Bay v- defense is just so bad versus the wide receiver position. So you don't necessarily have to go Greg Olson there. Um, like I said, I did mention him in cash because it's not a terrible matchup there, but uh, I definitely like Devin Funches versus Tampa Bay. Uh, make sure again, you, you check out if he plays, but uh, you know, he, he w- did play last week. Shoulder injury has been limiting him. So I would probably limit Funches to just GPPs and not cash. But if you're playing Cam Newton, definitely stack him up with Funchess. Um, you could run it back with Mike Evans, as we talked about. If Deshaun Jackson is going to be out, um, then I think, uh, you know, obviously Adam Humphreys is a name that could pop up. Uh, I don't love it, but you could certainly throw him in there in, in a small percentage of your lineups. If you wanted to do that and you were stacking the Cam Newton, Devin Funchess type thing, you could run it back with one of these uh, Tampa Bay guys. I, I definitely don't mind that for a game stack because... Like I said, if this game shoots out, you want to get as many pieces of this game as possible. Um, and I definitely think Cam Newton has the potential to make at least the Carolina side shoot out. So then it's a matter of can Tampa Bay keep up? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Might even want to – it's going to be a long shot play. But, um, yeah, if Deshaun Jackson is a go, Chris Godwin could see increased snaps as well. And I believe he's at the min. So he could definitely see some increased opportunities. And, you know, for, if you followed us during draft time, you will know Chris Godwin was one of our favorite draft prospects over at Rotoviz. So, so, yeah, maybe look him up and toss him in a few GPP lineups. Um, yeah, just a couple more. Um, you know, we had mentioned the, the Chicago Bears stack. Probably not, you don't want to like a ton of that, but definitely could win some sort of tournaments, tournaments this week. Uh, the Lions, like you had mentioned, Nick, the, the, the Rams stack. Um, I think the Chargers might go a little under own. That would be a nice one. Um, and I, I don't know. I really like Drew Brees and this passive game stack. I, I think he's in a spot to where you could stack him with Thomas, Kamara, and maybe even Ted Ginn. Probably not Ted Ginn, but maybe something to at least consider. Um, I think in this matchup, we're, we're really going to see the passing games return um, for, for both teams. Um, as I expect to kind of Ingram to not see as many touchdown opportunities. Um, and, you know, if you watched the game last week, we all, for all of us that had Michael Thomas, we were just really just kind of yelling at our televisions as he could have had a three touchdown day. Um, and I had Drew Brees last week and he could have, I think, put up four touchdowns, which would have just been absolutely fantastic, but it wasn't to be. Um, so this week it, it's, you know, kind of going back to him, I think it's going to be a great spot. And then again, like you mentioned with Devin Funches, he let everybody down last week. Kind of a post-hype spot here. He may go overlooked as I don't even think he saw a price decrease, 6,600 on DraftKings. So, so yeah, he, he, another post-hype guy could be maybe a little under him, maybe not a ton. But, but yeah, and then, and then the Chiefs lineup, the Chiefs passing game as well. Without Smith, um, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, I think they could really beat up on the Miami Dolphins, the spot coming off a week to where they just kind of – they couldn't do much of anything against that Buffalo Bills team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And a uh, good call on Godwin there. I think uh, overlooked him. But when Mike Evans was out that one week, Godwin had 10 targets. And I don't think he's going to get that much if Deshaun Jackson's out because uh, we know Evans gets the higher target share. But six, seven targets is not unreasonable. He had six this past week. So, yeah, I kind of like that call. Min salary, uh, good, good spot in GPPs there. 
Yeah, especially with the Carolina Panthers being so good on their defensive line and in their linebacker core, you really got to attack them on the outside. So, so yeah, it definitely could work out. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for this week's edition of On the Daily. Please remember to rate and review the Rotoviz Radio channel on iTunes. Be sure to check us out on Rotoviz for that 30% discount for subscribing to Rotoviz through the Rotoviz Radio channel, rotoviz.com slash podcast. And yeah, that's going to do it. So for Nick Giffen, who you can find on Twitter at Rotodoc, I'm Heath Kruger at HeathK on Twitter, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.